All right, it's uh, it's Ham Radio, and I don't even know. Seven, I think. Seven? I feel like it's eight. Yeah, it's one. It's it's not double digits. I can no, say that. Definitely not. I have a double digits celebration, but not. Um, Ansel's not here, which means that the audio quality is automatically going to go through the roof. Yeah, because we don't have his annoying voice. Yeah, ex- well, yes, that's one thing. Or his little snorts every now and then. Sometimes I'll be editing a podcast and, it'd, yeah, it'll just be... <sighs> well, he's not asleep, but that kind of made it sound like he was asleep. He doesn't sleep during it. He's just very soft-spoken, which he knows, and he calls me. He'll go, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, when he, I think one day he called me and he was like... Well, he calls me every day, but one day specifically he called me. He's like, Am I, do I need to speak up? On, on the on recording, of course. And I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> like that's one thing I just can't get around. But he's he got a second shot today, so he's not second shot at life. Yeah, so he's he said I'm gonna do something better than the ham sandwich, yeah. boys. We had a good run of a month or whatever, but it's fine. Man. It's weird we haven't recorded just you and I. Well, we have actually. I say like it's been a long time, but it was just since we played Harry Potter that one time. Yeah, but wasn't that long ago. not a podcast since the second episode, which was a long time oh, ago. Oh man, that was months and months ago. Uh it I wanna say it was like June, which would be almost a year ago. But it may be a little bit later than that. Um second episode was July seventh. <sighs> So it's been 10 months since we've done a podcast. That's our catchphrase. (laughs) Just what a dog says. Woof. But yeah, this is, I mean, it's, I don't know. I I said it on the the first episode of our Star Wars that we didn't end up recording because I realized that I'd messed up recording. Uh, But I went and listened back to older episodes. And I think the first podcast episode, we still had the fans in the room. So we're a bit louder in that one. Yeah. But it's like, I I was so weirded out going back to watch the older episodes of our Let's Plays. And we were just so much louder in general. And just like, I don't know. I, I like, it felt like we were on crack in the way I was watching it. And I just realized, no, we were just yelling at each other because one, it was like 95 degrees in that room mm-hmm. all the time. And we had two fans going. So the only way we could communicate was if we yelled at each other. <laughs> and, and now I, it's I just feel like we were always trying to fill silence too. So a lot of times it was just noise like, uh, uh, <laughs> but it was like really loud noise because of the fans. So it just made everything feel more hectic. Yeah. Now we, now we can calm down. Now we can just watch our continuing Jar Jar, <laughs> Qui-Gon and Queen Amidala. Just looking around, uh, uh, I don't even Dexter know. Jetster's Dexter's diner. diner, yeah. Man, uh, I was gonna ask this in one of the Lego Star Wars recordings, but it just never, there was never a break in conversation for me to bring it up. But I really wish Ansel was here to answer too. But what's your preferred Star Wars watching order? Okay, um. I know there's like a machete order, which is, I think it's been complicated since the sequels came out, but I remember the original machete order was like four, five, uh, two, three, two, three. Yeah. Skip one altogether. And then yeah, six. six. Um, and I, guess I think nine. at this point that there's nine and rogue one and solo, 
I think you just gotta watch it in release order. I feel like that's the best way in to... release order. I mean, I know if, maybe some people are partial to Rogue One into A New Hope. I don't, I don't like that as much. Really? I think Rogue One. I think yeah, I would appreciate Rogue One if I was watching them all for the first time. If I'd seen A New Hope before, makes sense. Yeah, for first time viewers, I would definitely suggest doing it in release order. One hundred percent. I think it's striking to see like Darth Vader in Rogue One and then you go into A New Hope and he's like not as... Yeah, he's not cool at all. Yeah. So I, I feel like you appreciate that moment especially, which is my favorite moment in any Star Wars movie so much more. If you see Vader kind of like, I don't know, not as, not as cool. And especially after you see, which I mean, if you watched it in chronological order, you would see him as Anakin before anyway. So mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But I feel like if you did release order, you'd also get all of that Anakin uh, content and then seeing him in Rogue One, I feel like would mean all that much more anyway. So Solo, I feel like you can skip all together and be fine. Yeah, that one's completely optional in my opinion. And now we have The Mandalorian. You you can watch The Clone Wars if you want to. That's not necessary, but like, and then you got Rebels, which is less necessary than Clone Wars is, but I don't know. I feel like the Mandalorian also needs to tie in somewhat because now that Luke Skywalker is a part of the Mandalorian yeah. canon, but I don't know. Uh, I, I, pre- I prefer doing it like chronologically in universe, like in universe chronology. So, like as far early as I can. So, for now, you know, it's one, unless I want yeah. it to be like, I'm going to read the prequel books. Um, so just doing like one, two. Actually, before I watched um, Rise of Skywalker, I did it this way. I did one, two, and then I did Clone Wars, and then I did three, and then all of Rebels, and then Rogue One. I skipped Solo, and then I did uh, four, five, six. Then I was watching The Mandalorian all throughout it, and then seven and eight. I definitely skipped Resistance. That show should not count for anything. Oh, no. It's not on anymore, is it? No, I think they did. It's either one or two seasons. Okay. But it's, I'm pretty sure it got canceled pretty quick. Yeah. I don't, I think people were already like put off by the animation that they did. And I was just, uh, and another thing is, I think that people were like, the the, the angle that they kind of picked was lame for that show. Cause like, Clone Wars is like a literal war between Jedi with like clones and droids and this Sith Lord. Who's that? It was really cool. And then Rebels was like, oh my gosh, Kanan Jarrus is like a Jedi and he's training Ezra, but Ezra is like kind of got some Sith tendencies to him. Like, yeah, oh, I he likes how- to follow Dark Ma- Darth yeah. Maul around. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder how it's going to turn out. Like, that one was, it was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then Resistance is like, they're pilots it doesn't have anything to do with jedi and the only interference that you see from uh oh what's it called what were the bad guys even first order yeah only interference you see is like literally subtle background changes like uh uh-oh people are starting to wear uniforms like Mm -hmm. it's just not good (laughs) yeah i and i think definitely as rebels and clone wars go on i feel like they especially get darker. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. Clone Wars is shockingly dark 
at, at certain points throughout the entire series. But especially when you get to the end of the last season, especially those last four episodes, holy shit. It's just, not only is it incredible. Phantom Apprentice. Oh, mm-hmm. best episode ever. Mm-hmm. Rebels got weird with the the eye of the world or whatever it was fucking yeah, called. Yeah, that part but, was pretty weird. Uh, we don't. I mean, that that's never going to come back. I don't think ever again. But well, have you you've seen the poster for the Ahsoka show? The what is the what is the poster? Oh, I guess they haven't. It, it's. I mean, it just says Ahsoka, but the ring around it is is the, like the. Oh my god. The, yeah. So it's definitely going to come back in some form. I guess she is pretty fucked up by that. So she was yeah. just dragged out of it. <laughs> or was, about to be murdered. Plucked out of time. Yeah. And now she... I just, I can only assume that her story is going to be finding Ezra. Mm-hmm. That, that is the only... That's the only story. I mean, yeah. Especially with her one episode in The Mandalorian. Yeah. That's the only thing she was or doing. Or Thrawn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that second season was like... We're just going to name drop everyone. And yeah. They were like, the first season was so self-contained. And then the second one was like, all right, now it's part of the universe. <laughs> yeah. It, it was so weird. Every week, it seemed like there was going to be another cameo of some sort. And I truly thought after the first episode of the second season where you see Boba Fett just kind of watching him from afar, I thought that was going to be the only thing he was in. Like, I thought, that, I thought it was going to be, okay, that's cool. Show that he's alive. Like, maybe yeah. do something in the future, like a one-off story, whatever you want to do. But then he just shows up and he's... Yeah, he's just part of the team now. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, what are we doing? He's like, <laughs> this, this is him. <laughs> we got to save the kid. I mean, I guess. Like, he's just like too fat for his armor. He yeah. looks like Porkins. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then, yeah, that and throwing Luke in that last episode is like... I just, this is so much to take in crazy i I, like i think it's great i think luke looked terrible (laughs) like i think yeah i do too i really hope they can do some george magic george magic (laughs) what's called george magic into here so i was trying to say george lucas magic but i said george magic so i guess i was gonna say some george magic lucas bullshit But uh, I hope they can like go back and just kind of keep working on it so that maybe it'll begin to look better over time. I'm sure they will. I mean, if they were able to take out Gene's guy, surely they can. Right, uh, and they can do that quick. Yeah, first as soon as someone said it, they're like, okay, Gene's guy is gone, which I feel like is like, you got to leave Gene's guy in there. See where Gene's guy was in an episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier? (laughs) What? Yeah, he made, there was like another, like, crew guy just wearing jeans and a t-shirt like half of him sticking out again <laughs> the conspiracy at this point keep it up we can make a whole person out of him I, I mean at this point i would edit back in jeans guy into the the mandalorian and then just give him his own spin-off show <laughs> jeans guy i just imagine the rogue one hallway scene now but the, the red light lights up and it's just the half of his yeah. leg that's <laughs> there his and his white t-shirt <laughs> <sighs> he starts shooting at him he's blocking all of it with his foot just <laughs> going every direction <laughs> was that a toot no my back just slid on the on the chair i swear sounded like a toot to me i wouldn't be afraid to toot right now I just can't do it. Oh, I don't got enough built up. You are afraid. You're afraid of pooping your pants. No. I'm just trying to not stink up Cooper's rags over here on the floor. (laughs) What was it that Ansel said earlier? (laughs) He said, he said, uh, Cooper, why do you have so many toys in here? And by toys, I mean rags. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't, I don't, Cooper just finds anything on the floor that is rag or sock formed and will bring it to me or my underwear or my shirts, but he won't take shoes. Like that's where he draws the line. I don't understand it, but any sort of clothing, he will bring it to me. Man. He also told Cooper, he said, Hey man, go away. (laughs) Just like that. We've all told him that. Hey man, go away. He He just, if he could close his mouth. I'd be fine with him being close to me. He's got to breathe. (laughs) But he can't close his mouth and breathe, so instead he's just blasting me with hot breath. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst feeling. It's his his trademark. It's what he does. No, his trademark is his lip. He came, when you let him in, he came running in here. He was just on three paws on his (laughs) fourth one dragging behind. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been on three paws for a little bit lately. Typically, he'll at least like put a little weight on it. And then eventually, if he hasn't done anything too crazy in a while, he'll be able to like actually walk walk like a normal dog. But lately, he's, it's been all threes. Yeah. For a while. But gotta, I just gotta cut that thing off, man. Man, if he actually became a three-legged dog, that'd be insane. I don't know if he would like it more or less. I truly don't. He would definitely. Hmm. Like he would never be in like that's. <laughs> he I wouldn't I, be in pain, but at the same time, like I feel like he would just be flopping over on the ground all the time because <laughs> he's old. So it's not like he can just suddenly go. Like he's not like a puppy who needed to get yeah, a leg. It. Like and they could just live without. Like they'll learn. He's eight years old, so it's not like he's. Just going to be like, cool. I guess I'll just flop now. Yeah. It's also an expensive surgery to just get... No, a, you like, just said you were going to cut it off. I don't I don't know. I'm not exactly the best at that. I figure it'd be pretty easy. I don't know. I feel like your left arm is kind of dicey when you're cutting that off. That's where all like, important stuff is over kind of around here and stuff. Well, your left arm's not directly connected to your heart. No, but that for a dog. There's important, like, I feel like there's important arteries and stuff. All you got to do is, you can make this a segment. Gunner uh, amputates a dog with a little graphic and. I can see that. A little, like, star trail. Yeah, shiny set and everything. Yeah, Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, That's my theme song. Cooper doesn't like anesthesia. Okay, so step one for dogs that don't like anesthesia, put them in a headlock. <laughs> and the trick to pe- making someone pass out in a headlock is not to squeeze their airway closed, because that could take like two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's to squeeze both sides of their carotid arteries, because that could take 10 seconds. I, so, I have this thing where... But be careful, because you could kill them. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the quicker way is the more dangerous way. <laughs> I have this thing where, like, if I ever give someone a piggyback ride, happens more often than you think. Uh, yeah, Trent in the room all the time. <laughs> Can you carry me to the calf? Yeah, we find a truck. All right, let me hop on. I always feel like I'm about to pass out because the way my neck is gripped. Like, one time it almost happened. <laughs> and I was Going just... <laughs> I literally almost went down because I was like, oh, God, that was the wrong place. Don't <laughs> grip me there. But... Don't grip me. Don't there. grip me there. That's my that's my show. Don't grip me there. I don't know what I do on it. I just people come and grab you and you go. What? Don't. Hmm? Okay. Someone... Don't grip me there. <laughs> the episode's over. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you're gonna squeeze Cooper's neck until he passes out, 
And then you're going to want to make sure you secure him down. So even because he's going to wake up when you start chopping. Yes. Which makes almost him passing out like you don't need to do it. <laughs> well, it makes the it makes the strapping him down easier. He was he would lay down anyway. <laughs> but you need to strap him down. He's fine with that. Okay. Conscious. So if he's conscious, you're strapping him down. Uh the next part you're gonna do is you're gonna get preferably a bone saw, but a regular saw will do. <laughs> and you're going to go three fourths up the arm and begin to sever. Now Okay, can I ask a question real quick? Because this part could kill him. Yeah, right, yeah. We can ask a question real quick. Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why is this a thing that we you are discussing specifically? It's part of my show. <laughs> it's what I do. The next thing, well, actually, before you do the cutting, you need to make sure you have um, some sort of flat iron that is being heated up to, like, hot as it can go. Like a iron? Sure. That'll work, yeah. If you're gonna iron clothes later, do I spray mist on them first? <laughs> Steam, I guess is the right word for that. Mist of your hot iron. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mist him. Uh, so you're gonna chop, 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 and then when his arm pops off, because that's the noise. That, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've seen it before. You, you mist him with your iron, and then you just touch the iron to the nubbin, cauterizes it, seals it up. All right. Three, you got a three-legged dog and a one-legged leg. Well, <laughs> you're not wrong about that second part. The first part, I guess, but <laughs> one-legged leg. I could that's fine. Will the leg live on its own? <laughs> <Will that do? laughs> yeah. But it does like an inchworm technique now. <laughs> it's still it's somehow connected to Cooper, just like in my mind control yeah. only. Oh, Cooper's chasing his leg again. <laughs> He can't catch it though. The leg's too fast. <laughs> well, he keeps flopping over. <laughs> that would be funny though. <laughs> just to see him flop over. Because he already kind of flops over sometimes. <laughs> like when he gets tired of just and he's living. Just, yeah. He'll just lay on the ground and then he'll literally just slam his face into the carpet. Like, it's intense. Like if I brought him in here right now, which I'm not going to. Yeah. Because it's nice without him here. Hot breath. Yeah. He would literally just <laughs> fall over doing like he is the most confident person when it comes to talking to people. Just, I don't, I don't understand it. I really will never get it. Like he'll just have conversations with people about anything. Uh, like today at Slim Chickens, I already told you, completely silent. We're the only people in there. All we had to do was just throw away our food and leave. But Ansel decides to just stand there, face the front, the cash register people. There's like five employees there. And he just says, y'all, have a good day. And he was like, it wasn't, it wasn't just like a, oh a nice statement. It was yeah. like, a, you better have a good day. I'm going to fucking you don't, kill you. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. I'm going to call your manager. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> what a guy. I, I don't know if you know this. We started filming a music video that you're very well aware of. Is it the Bashimi one? Yeah. I don't like that song. I'll say it straight up. When have you even I just, heard it? You sent it to me a long time ago. Oh. And I was like, this is not at all what I had envisioned, but I didn't want to tell you that. Then rewrite it. 
I didn't want to hurt your feelings and be like, no, completely start over. We must completely go from scratch. I mean, you can start from scratch if you want to. No, y'all are already doing stuff. It's got raving reviews otherwise. Yeah, I know, from like three other people. Everybody mm. else loves it. I think it's just because it's not what... It's, it doesn't sound how I had like envisioned it to sound. I understand that, yeah. And so when I heard it the first time, I was like, it's just not as funny to me. I get it. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. I mean, I'll wear the onesie and make you proud. One piece. Not a onesie. I wish it was a onesie. <laughs> Cover a little bit more. That would be much nicer if it was a onesie. Right. Uh. How much have y'all done? It was like three takes that we did. It was just literally, I don't know how to shoot a music video. Only one, only one I've ever done was in high school. So, And it was wedding dress. You know it, yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know how to shoot one, per se. I just, my basic understanding is to get as many angles and just ideas of me going through the entire song. And then working from there. I mean, like, I feel like that's the pretty base. Pretty sure that's how you do it. Yeah. And then <laughs> covering, and then eventually just being like, all right, now stupid shots of me not singing. And then maybe also doing a take of that same angle with me singing. I don't know. It's just, I feel like if you get as many angles as you can, you can't go wrong. I don't know for sure, though. I mean, it just gives you more to work with for sure. Yeah. Ansel's just really excited. <laughs> He's excited about everything. He's never held a camera before. Yeah, I know. He's going to think he's doing something major. This is, this, is, uh, this is the first step on his road to stardom, really. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I'll think of something. Okay. I've got something. Hit me with it. Shit. Okay. You were too excited about it. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't say anything. Okay, you want me to take back my excitement? You can if you want to. <sighs> Hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I finally... <laughs> okay. So, I told you about the peach rings that I have. Yes. They don't work. So I was like, okay. But for you or for everyone? I don't know. They didn't work on me. So I I tried the trolleys, which are double what the peach rings are. Did you get them from the same place? Yes. Okay. And I don't know what the difference was besides <laughs> it being double, but I, I tried it like five nights ago and... It, the first hour, I was like, okay, I don't really, nothing's really happening. But as soon as that second hour hit, I was just, <laughs> I felt it. it Did was, it make you paranoid? No. It didn't make me paranoid until uh, I, <laughs> I was about to go to bed. Like, the, the entire time, it was like, it was fine. Like, I was just, it's not the best feeling, like, <laughs> which is good to know, at least. But at the same time, like, I understand why people enjoy this. <laughs> Right. As like, I don't know, not like a nightly ritual, but as a, just a thing that they do. 
with her life. Um, but I didn't get paranoid until I was about to go to bed. It was like three in the morning at this point. I was just on my phone and then Cooper burped. <laughs> and it was like a low <laughs> grumbling. It was just... <laughs> and I just shot up and I, <laughs> I stared around for a little bit. I did that thing like... I'm not like a... I don't know. I don't like react in a way when I get scared. Like I don't like jump or anything. I just like get really tense. Yeah. And I just like looked out of the corner of my eye for a while. I was like, someone like in my room. <laughs> and then I was like, oh wait, no, Cooper just burped. <laughs> that was fine. And then I was good again. So how, like, did you just eat one? It was a hundred milligrams for one, uh, wow. which apparently is a lot, but now wow. I know that's what it takes for, for me. Uh, so if you ate two peach rings, wouldn't that just be the same? It would technically. It's I mean, math. I mean, it is math. Uh, but I feel like the peach rings still didn't do anything to me. Like even with fifty milligrams, like I really didn't feel anything other than like a little cloudy. So I don't know. Maybe there's like a a point of like maybe once you get to like eighty, it's like yeah. oh no, there it is. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you hit like fifty one, you're like doom. <laughs> <laughs> but fifty is just it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> 50 makes you sleepy. 51 makes you fucking wild. <laughs> Ansel is, he bought that pen uh, at the same place that we went to. Yeah. And he's, I think it's just now going out, but it's just been every night. He's, he's either called me or texted me some like idea that he's had. And it's never good. And I always tell him like, Ansel, this is worse than your last one. <laughs> like his high ideas are never like that. Go. He sent me like a two minute voice message one day about an idea he had for like a short film that was all about like an artwork that you can only see in black light. <laughs> and to the, to, if he was here right now, he would argue, he would be like, no, that is a good idea. <laughs> He would try and shut you down and be like, Gunner, okay, listen. And then no, you no, would... no, 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 no. Just to be, you don't have to be like a wise guy about it. Just listen to me. That's that, what he was And I would let saying. him do his whole spiel, and at the end, I'd just be like, pretty stupid. <laughs> trying to think. He's, ha- I mean, he does have like, he's very inventive, which is his best quality. Like, and he's not afraid to be like, this is what I am thinking right now yeah for sure he'll just cry if you tell him <laughs> that you hate him which is not true he's fine i wouldn't yeah. say he's fine no no there's something wrong with him definitely we'll figure oh, i try to keep getting him to that doctor <laughs> i keep tricking him <laughs> telling him we're going places it's just another physician <laughs> it'll be fun blood tests <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would tell me anything. I got to trick him into an MRI or something. <laughs> I mean, it would be fun laying still for three hours in a giant metal whirring magnet. There you go. I feel like we would have gotten to the point where MRIs don't make any noise. It might be one of those things like vacuums where they make it make noise so that you know it's working. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a noise machine off to the right. I mean... Maybe that's what they that's literally what they do with vacuums, you know that, right? They they only have the noise in them to let you know that it's working. Yeah, it's like a it, it's the noise you can get you can get a, a noiseless vacuum pretty easy. Uh, I think Shark makes them. But um yeah, most companies put it in there because when you turn it on, it sounds like it's sucking things up. 
makes you feel like you like like it oh it's working really well what a good investment this was is this is this your thing like with the flu where you told me that you just have to imagine yourself not getting the flu and then you won't get the flu <laughs> or first of all don't ever remember saying that and second of all yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, you did. I remember you, during one flu season when we were living together, you were like, all you have to do is just tell yourself you're not getting the flu and you won't get it. Did and I then, get the flu and, that season? No, but <laughs> a lot of people also didn't. wonder why. <laughs> and Dondo was agreeing with you, that bastard. He was like, yeah, that's how it works. I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, there is a little bit of truth to that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, Okay. One thing, I don't feel like I know enough about the flu to just prove you, but I also don't think you know enough about the flu to, to prove that that's true either. My thought process, I don't, I, just, I don't remember definitively saying that the way to not get it is to just not want to get it. You were pretty definitive in the fact that all you had to do was think that you weren't going to get the flu. Well, now I would say that I do think that there's truth to that in that like, it's one of those things where it's like if you anticipate something's going to happen, it's most likely going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you prepare for the worst, you're probably going to end up making the worst happen just by worrying about it and stuff. Same goes with the flu, especially because, like, your mental state can affect your body. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's true. So if you kind of mentally prepare yourself, like, I'm just not going to get sick. That your antibodies are gonna work overtime. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, like, yeah, healthy mind, healthy body, but you can't prevent yourself from getting the flu. Maybe if you made the argument that if you're you tell yourself I'm not getting the flu, maybe subconsciously you do things that would help yourself from getting the flu, like making sure you stay away from germs or stop licking them doorknobs. I know I did. <laughs> I know I went cold turkey junior year, so look at those door- <laughs> you, doorknobs. Yeah, but you had withdrawal symptoms like a mother, dude. <laughs> we had to pry you away from the doors. <laughs> just one, just one, please. Do you like the smell of gasoline? I love the smell of gasoline. Do you like the smell of like markers? Not, well, I was gonna, I was gonna be more specific. Okay. Like not a sharpie, but like expo. Not just expo either. Expo, sir. Your eyes are <laughs> way too wide right now when you said expo. Um. <laughs> When, uh, no, like kind of like the metal canister ones that make like the squeaky noise when you first write them. You know what I'm talking about? No. They're not Sharpies, but they're like also, per- they're permanent markers, but like they're in a metal canister. They have a special smell to them. They're the best smelling ones. Not that I exclusively just like <laughs> all the time. It's just like a little whiff. I know it's bad for me, but it's just like sometimes it's a reward, you know, when you move the pump over to your car and you get yeah. a whiff of it and you're like, hmm. you stick your nose on the end of the. <laughs> Just stick it up my nostril. (laughs) Gotta give my body a little juice, too. (laughs) I try to sift it out every time. Yeah. (laughs) I do. I love the smell of gasoline, but only like when it's pumping into the car. If I spill a drop of gasoline on me, worst smell in the world. It's just, it's like too much of a good thing. I don't know. You know what I mean? Have it's you like ever, glitter. Yeah. You ever spilled gas on yourself? No. <laughs> you've, you've never dribbled gas on, on your, accident on your shoe. Only on purpose. Have yeah. I spilled gasoline on myself? Oh, I was taking a shower out there. <laughs> Morning. Gets everything off. Does gas like if you okay theoretically if you burn if you poured gas on your skin yes does it burn? 
No, the gas doesn't burn. Okay. Gas burns. I don't think gas burns. If you like, if you just like, if you like dipped your arm in like a bucket of gasoline, would I, that hurt? Would that burn at all? I don't think so. I don't see why it would. I don't, I don't see why it would either. It's just no. Okay. Some I just get paranoid. One time I accidentally washed my <laughs> one hands. One time with, I actually dunked my <laughs> arm in gasoline. <laughs> one time I accidentally washed my hands with paint thinner, and it's just it was a whole ordeal. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> When and how? Uh, I was uh, I was like, like probably like eight or nine, and I was helping my mom spray paint this uh, like chair or something at her office because she owned like her business in downtown and whatever. And yeah. so I was helping her spray paint stuff in this alley, and in the back part of her store there was like the sink and everything and i was like how do i like what's the best way to get my hand or like the paint off what's the way to get my hands off uh what's the best <laughs> yeah. way to get, get rid of my hands the paint off of my hands and she's like oh yeah use this she should have said that <laughs> i don't know why she did um paint thinner to get paint off of your hands i think she was actually pointing at something else it just happened to be the next thing over i do not think she deliberately told me to put paint thinner on my hands <laughs> antibacterial soap and paint thinner <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God she didn't accidentally point to the gun. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Taking everything off my hands. <laughs> Just a no pain. <laughs> Did it hurt, though, when you washed your hands with paint thinner? Oh, it hurt a lot. I would imagine. That's like, what, acetone? That's a- Yeah. Acid, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hurt. I haven't recovered. It's fine. <laughs> no feeling in these hands. Mm-mm. <laughs> high five me right now I wouldn't even hurt wouldn't I wouldn't even, even cry wouldn't, I wouldn't even cry if you high five me <laughs> I'd hope not but yeah so I, I don't think yeah, I, I'm also on board with gasoline would not burn you I feel like that would people would know that at this point like that would be a common thing to be like I feel like they wouldn't have done it in Zoolander if it burned you're right that's a good point what do you think? What do movies use when they have gasoline? Like, what do you, what do you think likes their alternative? Um, I don't know. My my gut instinct wanted to say like olive oil, like some sort of vegetable oil, but Ooh. that would have been that would have been hell to clean up because you can't spray it away. Yeah, just trying to think. But it had like that yellowy viscous look to it. I mean, you can. I mean, I guess you could just dye water that kind of color too. Yeah, but. that or it might just be like a plain corn syrup or something, just you know, corn. just like diluted. Just plain corn. Just plain corn. <laughs> Shooting out of the nozzles. Boom, 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 boom. Jitterbug into my heart. <laughs> pegging each other with corn. We're not pegging each other. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the extended version. Just cobbing. That'd be funny if just in the middle of the gasoline fight, they just men with penises were pegging each other with corn. That would be funny. <laughs> uh, one time I went over to a friend's house. <laughs> How do you have a transition to that? <laughs> my friend who had a mom and a dad. No I prom- way. <laughs> I promise it's important to the story. Uh, she said. Guys, come here. You got to check this out. And we went in there. And she had opened a drawer of her mom's. And inside was one dildo. It's understandable. I get it. And the second thing, a huge strap-on. Huge? 
When you say huge, huge like too huge, <laughs> like I don't mean it wasn't too huge, but it was big. <laughs> Big enough to where you can't look at that 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 dad in the, <laughs> yeah. the same way ever again. Yeah, like if it was my penis size, understandable. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but when it's like three of my penis size, something's going on. <laughs> like they need to have a talk. Ah, man, just don't go through your parents' drawers. Like that's just the. Well, yeah. Why? Why would someone do that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, like, the thought of that terrifies me. Like, if I were to ever go over to someone's house and they're like, "Oh, I have a phone charger in the drawer," and I'm like, "Wait, what drawer did they say?" And I open up the second one instead of the third one. You can't open up that wrong drawer. And it's just full of dildos, and one strap on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's never good. Like, there's no. Even like a bit of curiosity in me to be like, oh, I wonder what's in this drawer. When right. it comes to like my parents, I'm like, no, like, that's not, like there's, <laughs> I would be embarrassed exist. to open and find my dad's underwear. So. Yeah. <laughs> he wears those. Yeah, ew. Let's touch his butt. His booty's been in there. <laughs> you ever been into a sex shop? No. I have been into one, one time. Oh, I've told you this story. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Skip it. <laughs> I was going to say, I ain't cutting another thing out of this. <laughs> I've already told you that story. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I've i never even remotely been close to one. Like, I've never had the desire to. You ever to. been to the back of a Spencer's Gifts? Actually, yeah. Imagine how embarrassing that feels and multiply it by an entire storm. <laughs> I just, I don't know, like... I would just be terrified that I would. Obviously, there's not one like around here, really. So I mean, there's not one like in this town, but I mean, ten minute drive and you can find one. Really? Yeah. I just never like think of that. Well, maybe a little bit more than ten minutes, I guess. I guess the worst fear is just seeing someone that you know. But then, the same thing happens with them, though. So it's like nobody will ever speak of it. That's true. Because they're they're also there. Unless yeah. they work there, that's the real kicker. Because if they work there, obviously they're not embarrassed to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. That's so they'll what, tell people, <laughs> right? It's like people know that they work there. So it's yeah. like yeah. Oh geez, yeah. I'll probably never go in one. Shorted shorted that off of Amazon, you know? Yeah, no joke. It was horrible. I hated it. It's not like you need to. Like that's not one of those things where you're like I gotta go in store. To really test you this try out, try these on. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. I think you understand what you're gonna get if you just buy it online. <laughs> yeah, you can measure it out. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some things in there, man. You know, you like, see, you see anything in there that like you didn't know existed? Yeah, I saw a ton of things in there that I didn't know existed. Like, you were, was it like a you? Why does this exist? Or were, or were you like, hmm, that's actually a good idea? <laughs> No, it was always it always felt gimmicky, like you know when you go to like a gas station and you see like the the extends pills and you're like only desperate people are gonna buy this. Yeah. That's what a lot of it felt like. Because it was like, oh, here's a like a a, a lube that you know, has beads in it, like What? 
Yeah, I mean, it was like little gel beads. You like the what do you call them? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the icebreakers gum. <laughs> no, I'm talking more like the the squishy bead things. Orbeez. Uh, Orbeez. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my! I mean, God. they were smaller. They were about the size of the icebreaker. A little bit bigger. You know what I mean? Like when you get like the icebreakers gum that has like the little gel capsules in it. Oh yeah. It's like those, but bigger. Ew. And then there was like, speaking of gum, there was um, like blowjob gum. Don't understand the purpose of it. Yeah. I feel like any gum could be that as long as you're performing the action. You know. I don't. I. I didn't... Like while you're performing the action, you have the gum, or I would assume. I don't know. It's not like I'm picking it up and reading the back of these things. It going, <laughs> going into this store, I was not there to shop, dude. It was one of those things where it's like I just looked down the entire time because like every time I'd look up, I would see things like that. It was horrible. <laughs> and you know I don't get embarrassed in places. No, you don't. But when I was in this shop, dude, I, I had never felt more out of my element in my life. It was the worst experience. My... My cousin got, um, my cousin went to New Orleans with my grandma and uh, my aunt, and I think his ultimate goal was just to get my grandma thrown into situations that she did not want to be in. You have to choose. You're going to kill the kid or the homeless man. Why are we doing this, Steven? <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> you do this every birthday. No, I don't. You know that's not true. Uh he got her to wear a necklace for hours in the day that just had a giant penis on it. <laughs> like a normal necklace. Not, and I don't mean like a like this is a medallion with like a penis <laughs> on it. I mean like an actual 3D penis. <laughs> it was just hanging. Like she wore it for so long. And I kept just kept getting videos of her with it, just walking down the streets of New Orleans with this penis around Swinging her neck. Swinging around her neck. <laughs> and apparently she just didn't know that it was a penis. Like my cousin just bought it and then put it on her and she just never like looked down. I thought this was a rosary. <laughs> I think she just thought it was like normal beads, like right. in New Orleans. Yeah. And she just never realized that there was a, a, a <laughs> beads that she didn't earn. Exactly. Which another time we were in New Orleans, I was with her this time. She escaped from the, the, the party. The for, asylum. Yeah. <laughs> in New Orleans. She escaped from the party uh, for about 10 minutes. And we're like, geez, where's, where's Nana, you know? And she comes back and joins us. She's got like 10 beads around her neck. And we're just like, <laughs> what did you... <laughs> how did what how did you and she just said i stole them off a motorcycle <laughs> and i was like i don't know which story i want to believe uh, what who's like she just walked away the motorcycles just sitting there and she's like these beads are mine <laughs> no it's much more likely that she went out there and was like i need these for my grandkids <laughs> people couldn't see i lifted up my shirt no you didn't he did. He did. Thank Every, you. Everyone can believe him. He did it. And bear it through beads. Yes. <laughs> I caught them around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, they're going down your shoulders now. <laughs> oh no! Here, let me let me slip them back up. Slip. <laughs> that's not a verb. Why my brain want to say slip? Let me slip them back up. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe just, we just don't think about it. There we go. They're slipped. All right, perfect. Now don't rattle too much. It's gonna mess with the audio. <laughs> Take off the beads. Man, what other noises can we make? I don't know. We're fully artists at heart. Um, can you do a uh? Can you do um? Okay, do a train. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, the train hit a homeless man. That's say you. Now it's gonna blow the whistle. Oh, the train's at the station. That was really good. Okay. Thank you. You want now, one? What? You want me to give you a sound? Sure. Why not? Uh, I want you to make the sound of, <laughs> um, a bear attack. <laughs> Just plays a clip from the Revenant. <laughs> I'm gonna be picking up my sticks real quick. I'm just gonna do like a rustling around the leaves. There's a crackle of fire, and the distance is of just course. going. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bear's rustling through the leaves as well. He's going. <laughs> it's just the windiest bear. <laughs> and then it's just. <laughs> oh no. Who's there? Who's there? It's almost just like a, a creeper. <laughs> yeah, it's a zombie. Oh my god, it's a bear. And <laughs> I would probably fart, honestly. <laughs> well, whenever you die, you do fart. And we got the bear attack just... And I'm going... And it's crackled, the fire's just... And then the leaves are also... It's a train. They're saving me. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. The train's going to fight the bear. <laughs> train versus bear. New series. <laughs> Man. Train versus bear. How could that be a series? <laughs> different train, different bear every episode, I guess. I mean, that's like or the asking, band train. How many times could Peter Griffin fight a chicken? How many times could the band train... Fight, fight a, bear. a bear. I'd say three times, because there are three members of the the of the band train. Of I almost, the train. I almost said of the train band. That would have made you sound very old if you called them the train. <laughs> <laughs> the train band. <laughs> We're gonna go see the train band. They sing the Hey Soul Sister, and also 
other things that I and, don't uh, really... the drops of Jupiter. And the meat Virginia. And the... Have you seen drops of Jupiter? Yeah. And the drive-by. Oh, yeah. Oh, I swear to ya. Do you want to know something funny? Yeah. Uh, well, I hope so. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend just... Her, her grandpa just had his 85th birthday. And to celebrate, they put signs in his yard. And they convinced, um, like... The fire department and like a bunch of other friends of the family to drive by and honk and you know like wish him a happy birthday. You want to know what the event was called? I'm scared. Grandpa's 85th drive by. (laughs) (laughs) No, not again. (laughs) Which I say to her all the time. She's like, it's really not that funny. Grandpa's 85th drive-by? Did he participate in 85 of them? Have people tried to shoot him 85 times? <laughs> that is so funny. It only get funnier. <laughs> Grandpa's 85th drive-by. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, you know what tomorrow is. <laughs> what? What's, what's tomorrow? What is, what is it? It's your 86th drive-by. No, no. No, 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 no. Can't avoid it. <laughs> No, I, I think it's much better if the the story is that it he's the drive by he's been the victim of eighty five drive them. <laughs> oh my god. I guess Train also has that song that's like just the ripoff of um uh, uh Heart and Soul. You know, the one's like playing that song oh, the yeah. one that makes me all night long. Hey Mr. DJ <laughs> I swear that's a lyric, which makes me sad. Have you ever heard their Christmas song from the Coke commercial? Shake up the happiness? And she got the happiness. Yes. <laughs> My mom loves that song. Oh. Come on, y'all. It's Christmas time. <laughs> There's it. Uh, man. She likes her with Christmas songs is one of my least favorite things because I like I like some classics and I like some like new versions of classics and I like some originals. But like she's just so burnt out on all those that like her favorite songs for Christmas are the Train Coke Christmas song, the song from Christmas Vacation where he's sitting in the attic and watching a slideshow a Christmas song from the psych Christmas special or movie or something and a playlist called Merry Trapmas where it's trap covers of Christmas songs so December is the worst month that is be in the car with her. That is shocking because I feel like your mom has such great music taste otherwise. Oh, for sure. And she listens to like so many vastly different artists. Yeah. That when it comes to like, man, I want to hear the Coke Christmas jingle for the ninety fifth time. That's wild. <laughs> she really, 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 really is into Mary Trapmas. And she keeps trying to show it to people. And I get so embarrassed because it's, it's good background music, I guess, for like 
the the first time she heard it was because she heard it on a Twitch stream that Brendan Yuri was doing mm-hmm. and was like, "Ooh, yeah, this kind of this kind of bops." And so she listened to it forever. So I get that it's good for things like that where you're not paying attention to it and you just kind of need something going. But to like have to, people intently listen to it. But to put it on in the car and then get their like, feedback. I love this one. No. <laughs> Please. No. How do you feel about Christmas music? I it's fine. Um I think I just enjoy the just discovering a new Christmas album from like just a random Christmas album from like the seventies or the eighties that like other people right I don't know because everybody's got a Christmas album which I appreciate because it's really an unlimited supply at that point Christmas music Christmas music itself I don't I don't know I know I don't get too bent out of shape about it like I don't actively listen to it. When I'm not one of those people that's like, when it's November first, yeah. I turn on that Christmas music. I don't care nothing about no November. That's that's December first, <laughs> and the end of December is December sixty first. Yeah, and a little bit of January too, <laughs> just a tad a bit. I only list like, I like a few before it just got overplayed, but like a few Pentatonics Christmas songs yeah. are still good. Um, I'll tell you what, man. The Insync Christmas album will never get. Yeah, old. I think that's that one's so good. That's got to be in most people's like top five. I yeah. feel like if they're truly a lover of Christmas music, just from the decades. And then, of course, my favorite Christmas song of all time, "December" by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That was that's the still no one has discovered that. I know. And the day that people discovered is the day that I think i'll die because that'll be like I'll, i'm gonna hate that day because you know that's gonna be the day I don't, I don't i don't know if i'm gonna be able to put this in the right words when you know something and you love it mm. and then other people discover it and, and they uh, just latch on to it and yeah and then it becomes like the thing that's gonna happen with Earth, Wind, and Fire's December one day, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna be a fun day because it's gonna ruin the happiness that I feel inside, knowing that nobody else has really figured out that there is an album by Earth, Wind, and Fire, a Christmas album where they have a cover of their song September, and the only word that's changed is September and twenty fifth night. Uh, yeah, that be that would be pretty funny if they kept twenty first night. Twenty first <laughs> night of December <laughs> seems insignificant, but. Three days before Christmas. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> Eve. <laughs> Are they listening to me? <laughs> Their feedback? No. <laughs> We're not listening to you. Uh, 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 yeah. You go back and listen to September now. It's those same lyrics. <laughs> I guess I just never thought about it. 21st night of September. Three days before Christmas. Eve. <laughs> oh, I guess they really did only change in <laughs> December. This song makes no sense. It's like it's like that fucking back backstreet boys song. Um I want it that way. It doesn't really make sense as a song. It really doesn't. What are the words? You are my fire. My fire. My one desire. desire. Believe when I say that I, I want, want it, it that, that way. way. Uh but we are two worlds apart. 
can't reach to your heart, I think. Something like that. When you say, I want it that way, tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell Tell me me why why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say, I want it that way. So he says it, she says it, but he doesn't want to hear her say it. I can kind of get it. Maybe Uh, he's saying that he wants it this way, but she wants it this other way. And she doesn't want, he doesn't want to hear her say that I want it that way. Yeah. She, he wants it. He wants her to say, have it your way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, what? What I, is that Burger King? Yeah. Okay. I wanted to make sure. I almost said, but up, 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 Have it your way. Okay. You got to keep going with this. The, the second verse is. Well, l- hold on. Let's back up and redo the first verse and see if the theory holds that he wants it one way and she wants it okay. the other. So. You are my fire. Yes. My one desire. Wants her. Believe when I say. I want it that way. He wants her. That way? Or is it my way? Like, what is he saying? That way? What is that way? I need, I need definitions on what that way is. Or is it just two different... And now the end is... Near. Near? I couldn't remember if it was near or clear. And so I raise final curtain. curtain. I, well, no, I, I always jump ahead in that live song. Live the life that's full. Why are we doing this one now? <laughs> you said my way. Oh, I did. <laughs> I, was, I was so confused when we went to Sinatra. Um, well, now I've forgotten the words. Uh, reach into my fart. Yeah. <laughs> and you said I want it that way. Yeah. Uh, tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Am I your fire, your one desire? Um, oh God, I don't fucking know, man. Look Just up a, the lyrics. If only I had the power <laughs> to Google. All right, what's that song called? Oh, I want it that way. I want it that way. Okay, but we are two worlds apart. Can't reach to your heart when you say that I want it that way. So she's still talking about him when it says I want it that way. She's yeah. not. It would make more sense almost if when you, if he said when you say that you want it that way, then you're talking about two different ways. But that second right before the chorus says when you say that I want it that way, even though we already know that. He wants it that way, as established in the first part of the first verse. So it's, there's a lot going on here. There's almost too much going on here. Am I your fire, your one desire? Yes, I know it's too late, but I want it that way. Ah, I'm even more lost. Why don't you Google, I want it that way, lyrics meaning. There it is. Okay. There you go. Uh, it seems they both want it the same way, but are fighting over who gets to say they want it that way. Um. Okay. Um. <laughs> fuck. So the Backstreet Boys Twitter account said, "Don't want to hear you say that you want heartaches and mistakes, or to be two worlds apart. We don't want you to want it." it 
that way. That's the way we want it for you <laughs> to not want it that way. It's literally what the Backstreet Boys Twitter account Makes said. perfect sense it to does. me. I think they're beating around the bush that their song makes no sense. Remember that time that I got uh, Smash Mouth to tweet at me? Yeah, I remember you running into the dorm after that happened because you were so excited. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why wouldn't I be? This was at the height of all-star memeage. I'd say it was still... Yeah, I mean... I'd almost argue still before. <laughs> really? I remember when we did our little project in high school and used All Star in the, the credits. Yeah. As the song and like in the middle of the, the actual film. I remember it wasn't like. It wasn't a meme at the time. Yeah. No. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got it that way. I'd say it, I'd say it just started, which is even more impactful. Somehow we were always ahead of the uh, the meme curve, but Trent is on a whole other level, dude. He predicted stonks. How did he do that? I have no. Did he just clue. like? Did he come up? I'm part of it. Some like days I wake three up, years before it happened. Some days I wake up and I'm like, did Trent come up with that? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day that Caesar salad is a meme, or just the word Caesar in general. Like if if there is one day where everyone uses the word Caesar as filler words unironically, <laughs> I will worship Trent yeah, like until the day too. I die because there's something that he understands. He's got some I sort just... of primordial connection. But yeah, he used the word stonks. You're right, literally three years before everyone else said stonks. Yeah, and well, I don't know how that's even possible. I don't even remember how it came up because he it he didn't see the meme and then start saying it. I think he miswrote stocks on I think he did too, yeah. On like a research paper or something and thought it was so funny and so he was saying stonks and the first time we heard it it was funny, but then he just drove it into the ground to where it kinda looped back around to being funny again. Yeah. Especially when he started combining Caesar stonk. <laughs> but <laughs> but I don't even like what year was that? Twenty seventeen? Yeah. I gotta find the first the first mention of the the stonks meme. We're gonna put this to rest right now. Did 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 our roommate Trent come up with stonks? Know your meme stonks. You think Trent ever thinks about that? Do you ever think he's like I said that a long time ago? Year of origin twenty seventeen on Facebook. How does that how do you pinpoint that is my question. I don't know. We're just in a Family Guy episode at this point where they try to figure out the source of a joke. It was posted to Facebook where it got 3,600 likes on a meme page. It was a meme page that posted it. Mm -hmm. Over the following months, Image saw some spreading jokes online on July 3rd. It was posted to Reddit. Got 400 upvotes February 9th. Uh, a YouTuber used it in a video that had 19,000 views, which very well could have been a video Trent saw because <laughs> that man watches YouTube videos. If it's over like 25,000 views, he does not watch it. <laughs> I remember coming home from classes or coming back to the dorm 
and opening the door to find him sitting in his chair watching a mountain biking video that had like 362 views. <laughs> I remember for days on end, I just heard blaring Australian voices because he was watching I this. I going to say the voice. Oh, I forgot about the voice. Yeah, <laughs> he, he watched like he watched. I want to say every single audition from three countries of The Voice. Yeah, in like a week. Oddly obsessed. Uh, I forgot about that. God, that was weird. Um, no, I was gonna say it was junior year. I just heard Australian voices just <laughs> basically just blaring throughout the room, just being like, I "Gotta get out of that water." Because <laughs> <laughs> he was watching this like. It was like a lifeguard show or something. Yeah, an Australian lifeguard show, like a reality show. It's not like Australian Baywatch, which I think would be even funnier if he <laughs> was watching that. would be so that. much fun if he's watching Australian Baywatch. But that's, he, like, I don't understand how he can do it just so seamlessly and be entertained. But, like, I don't know. He's, I mean, he has, a, he has an amazing attention span because he can play League of Legends for hours. Yeah. I can play, like two three matches and i'm like all right i'm good for like the next couple months yeah but i mean he'll just sit down and sunrise to sunset and say with csgo which i don't get that about a lot of people how they can just play csgo mm-hmm. and games that don't change like that consistently yeah, I mean, I get it with like Minecraft. Like that's the yeah. only time I would be like. But I Minecraft's don't... different, like every time. Right, you're doing the same round of CS:GO over and over again. Yeah, I same map. I, I say that not knowing at all how oh, CS:GO really works. There's but... like a, a limited number of maps and stuff, yeah. and I mean, it basically is the same thing over and over again. Which okay. like Call of Duty, I, I, it, it doesn't, the cycle doesn't work that way because they come up with new maps and new games and new game modes and they put those out all the time but Trim plays like the same thing every time same with League it's the same map I mean I kind of get that one more because the champions are so different Mm -hmm. I don't know dude I can't do that I'll tell you what though Trent coming up with that Brenda storyline in (laughs) D&D was the greatest thing he could have done I think just I mean it's such an easy thing to call back to. It just, mm-hmm. And an easy and explanation. And you can make up anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really need him to play the, the last two, well. Well, now he has to. Now i got to fucking kill him. Storylines. I'm not going to kill him, but. I don't need to know that. I don't, it makes it, listen. I have contingencies for if you do and if you don't, so. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think me and Ansel were talking about something that we wanted to make sure. We I think it, was, it has to do with like Veronica, because like I feel like we need to do something with her, and I have no idea. Like because she keeps decreasing in power, and I feel like we need to try to do something to make her be like I'm back. Right. Uh, there's a lot of loose ends that need to be tied up. What other loose ends are there? Ansel and his weapon. Yeah. He's got to have some closure with that. Um, I don't know. I guess Sykes hasn't done anything too interesting yet, besides just exist, which is fun. Yeah, he like uh his backstory is not like super fleshed out or anything. He's just kind of a dude. I think Dondo needs to do something very heroic, <laughs> like just heroic in general. I mean, when he was fighting Cryovane, dude, 
he did the most damage to that thing. That scorching yeah. ray. We need to. Yeah, I I feel like he's like half. I feel like his arc is that we just call him a fucking tiefling the entire time, and I feel like that needs to completely switch to be like tieflings are amazing. <laughs> like, but yeah, what's funny is that like his backstory was like pretty interesting. Uh, he started out. He's he said that like he like was blinded at one point, and then he like lived as a monk and was like a blind monk and stuff and like had all these like different things that happened and then uh he regained his eyesight because of like his infertile heritage like from his dad or something i don't really remember but like now he was like on this quest but like he never talks about it or like brings it up or anything like and i've tried to throw him some bones and he just doesn't take them so i just kind of like I kind of abandoned his thing altogether. Man. That's disappointing. I'm hoping I know how like I know the ending already of the campaign. I know exactly how it's going to end. Uh it and it'll give everyone an opportunity to kind of improve like the next campaign that we do. Mhm. Um so I'm I'm hoping that people like Dondo and like Sykes will kind of understand now like okay so like I can I I tell what my like vague backstory is kind of like oh I grew up here this is something that I want to do and these are people that I know like that's kind of it and then right. I, I fill in like kind of the rest of the the world around it and like I can work with y'all and be like okay like maybe you didn't grow up here, but you could have definitely grown up here, and all the same things could have happened. But it gives you access to a lot more, yeah, like story stuff. Uh, I'm just hoping that they'll kind of pick up on that and make the next one even more fun. I really want to play all in the same room. That is the most fun to me. That was really fun. Yeah, it's it's it's. I feel like it's also much easier to get everyone engaged when you have them all literally sitting in a circle around you. Yeah, you don't have time for people to get offended and <laughs> to mute themselves. And right, <laughs> like it just eliminates all of that. So and like, I f- I feel like there's people don't play on their phones as much, which is like fine. I don't care if you do, but like I feel like when you're at the table, you and you're watching other people roll dice. Yeah. It's a little bit more engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I thought was really funny is that when y'all fought Cryovane and everyone was down except for Dondo, who was brought back by with one HP, and what's his face? I can't remember what I named him. Who? The the guy that betrayed you and then <laughs> saved you. The Wendell. Wendell, yeah. <laughs> When Wendell was in the middle of his betraying, um, like Minerva, my cat, jumped up on the counter and I was like, hey, Minerva. And I turned around to like grab her and I was like petting her and coming back to sit down. I turned around and like, I know for sure Sykes and Trent and I want to say Ansel yelled at me and they were like, what is he saying? I remember. (laughs) Yes, I also yelled at you. You just stopped at the most important part. (laughs) Because I was like. It wasn't important to me. 
so I was making it up as I went, but I didn't realize how invested y'all were. Like well, we at were that all, de- we were all almost dead, and we just didn't know what the <laughs> hell was happening. No, that yeah. was that was a beautiful moment of friendship, and <laughs> something I try, about friendship. I, that's the thing. I try to. I feel like some of them forget the jokes from the times before, and so I try to throw them in <laughs> whenever I can for yeah. them to be like, we have to continue this. Like everything has to end with blinded by the light, or I'm gonna go insane. <laughs> If, by the way, I asked, did you want Cryovane to have worn a hat? I know I made like the joke about it. Like, okay, yeah, his hat. I was really hoping he wore a hat. Do you want him to wear a hat? <laughs> yes. All right, I can retcon that right now and give him a hat. Yes. <laughs> he was wearing a hat. It did get blown away on the top of the mountain, though. So, like, it, it wasn't just like resting in the snow. Like, it sounds, was. Sounds like a quest to me. <laughs> it was ripped off the top of his head. I mean, we do own the Ice House Grill now, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's what his lair was called, <laughs> the Ice House Grill. <laughs> he is the Ice House Grill, and then it was like, I don't know if it was actually, it was how, it's how I imagined it, because you mentioned it, it all in neon letters, it just said Cryobane's lair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure, yeah, that's fine. The Ice House Grill. <laughs> uh, yeah, between that and Trent wanted to drink th- that wolf's blood and all everything. All of the blood, dude. <laughs> Are you going to finish that wolf? <laughs> and Wendell's just like what <laughs> didn't Trent like cast a spell or something to skin a wolf from afar or yeah something? he cast it in the cave on top of a mountain <laughs> and like hundreds of miles away the skin just peeled off this wolf ridiculous that was so funny yeah I definitely need him to play again because I need to I need to continue the Brenda storyline that was so funny. There's too much there. Between that and him having a bounty on his head that I have to either follow through on or... <laughs> I, need to, I need to text him and be like, hey, I need you to play and I need you to take a level of Warlock when you level up. <laughs> because Warlocks get their magic from like deities or demons and yeah. stuff. Brenda. It'd, It'd be, be perfect. perfect. <laughs> It would be absolutely perfect. If he, like, in the midst of a battle, unleashed a power that Brenda taught him, like, that right? would be amazing. Yeah, if he just hit someone with, like, Eldritch Blast, and it's yeah. just, like, this dark purple energy. Just For Brenda! <laughs> yeah, and everyone. Because, like, Dondo's a warlock, uh, and Ansel's a ranger. Trent's currently a ranger, but if you also had warlock, that would be hysterical to me. Because you'd have two and two. Power and the rule of two. <laughs> the rule of two. <laughs> I was pissed off that everyone acted like they heard that I had the bounty on Trent, and now they just know about it. And act like I was like, "The fuck!" He told me this in private. You two are just happy to be listening to the conversation right, that I'm having with Gunner. Right. Like, <laughs> uh, that's a thing that like, if we played in person, I mean, or online, which is most likely, um. And I plan beforehand, I would like write it or type it out and That'd just like cool. hand it to you. Yeah. Because then only you would know it because yeah. I hate when people do that. Yeah. It's like they all wanted to have that be the thing. Like mm-hmm. you could have so much more fun with it if you also just pretended like you didn't know that that's what I was yeah. doing. So. <sighs> yeah. Uh, in the campaign that I'm playing right now, um, we're doing a can like it. Basically, the setting is ancient Greece, and there are gods that will, like, have a direct hand. Like, they will show up and, like, issue quests and stuff. For, mm-hmm. So, like, my patron is, uh, like, 
the god of um like passage. So his main thing is he's like the the ore man for the river sticks and okay. he carries people back and forth. He's passing away, but he also is like passing of time and like all these other things, just kind of passing in general. Um well p- my quest with him is that there are like I want to say eight souls that escaped the underworld that made a promise to Athreos, who's like my god, that they would come back after they did this like one last thing mm-hmm. and they didn't. So my quest is to like hunt them down and return them to the underworld. Well, I didn't know this until we did a session zero, which is where everybody played their backstory. Like they role played their backstory uh, in front of us so that we all got to see it. It was really fun. The first one is our Leonin, which is a lion person. Uh, he completes this quest for the, these worshippers of the sun god. And they kill him. And he goes to the underworld. And the god of the underworld, Erebos, like, gives him a job. And uh, he works this job for like a thousand years. And this whole time he's been like plotting mm-hmm. to escape. He escapes the underworld and passes by my god on the way out. My character doesn't know this. So this guy, this Leonin, just like pops up in like a thousand years later. And it's so funny because the way that Jonathan plays it is like he uses like this really thick, different accent than the rest of us use. And like he's always like, like if he sees a dog, we have like a ranger who has a wolf with her. He saw the wolf and he went, a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, yeah, it's a dog. And he's like, I've seen many dogs. (laughs) Okay. I see them. All the time. Has not been a long time since I have seen a dog. He's like the Nigel character on Schwartz and Middle Ditch. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But he does that stuff all the time. So it's really funny to like. So he'll say things like that. And my character would be like, well, that was that was weird the way that you said it. Like, like one time there was a room that we stayed in that had a book in it. But when he was alive, they only had scrolls. So... He picked it up and he was like, a coaster for my drink. And I was like, what are you talking about? He was like, a coaster. I was like, it's not a coaster, it's a book. I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So it's like this whole cat. He was also the first person my character met, which was hysterical. So my character, there's like three people. There's... uh. Vreo, the Leonin, that I'm like, what is this guy's deal? There's me who's trying to hunt down him and yeah. doesn't know it. And then I have a parole officer that is this giant minotaur. Oh. So it's it's crazy that like he's chasing me, I'm chasing him, and he's just having the time of his life. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best dynamic. And then we have like my friend Aaron, who is playing, um, he's playing a druid, a satyr druid, and so he's just kind of like doing whatever, but he's like 16, so he's like really immature, 
So one day I woke up and I had a mustache drawn on my face. And oh I my didn't, God. didn't know it for the longest time. It was very funny. <laughs> uh, and then the other one is, um, oh, I can't remember. It, Hannah, who plays a, a female ranger with a wolf companion. And she was raised by wolves, so she has not, like, talked to people. Mm-hmm. She hasn't. The big thing is that on our first quest, we got on a boat and, like, traveled in the ocean. She had never been on a boat before. That shit was pretty funny. So it's like there's these two other characters that are socially awkward because one's a druid that was raised by nature spirits and the other one was raised by wolves. And then there are these three nitwits that are constantly arguing with each other Mm -hmm. because Vreo's just getting shit wrong all the time. And the Minotaur is just on my case constantly because I'm just such an asshole and I'm like trying to complete my quest but I can't because my parole officer's here so I don't have leniency right it's a great time I was about to say that's a perfect dynamic almost everyone has a specific purpose yeah (laughs) yeah, that gives you a lot of room to work with too it's so funny but that also just makes it a lot easier to stay in character I feel like if you have all of those dynamics set up which I don't feel like we necessarily have that (laughs) because none of us really knew what we were doing yeah for sure these are all like like if we started a new one yeah if we started a new one I feel like it would be much more like because there's no tutorials at the beginning we're like this Mm -hmm. is how you do this this is how you do this I feel like it would be much more interesting to interact with everyone I've always found like the role play to be so much more fun too yeah uh so like this group that I'm playing with right now in the Greek campaign, we just finished a campaign like two months ago um, that we had played for about a year. And the, I was telling them earlier that like the dynamic between these two groups is so incredibly different because in the first group, like I had only played like one shots. I hadn't played a real campaign ever. Yeah. Um, Aaron had like DM'd campaigns and so had uh, Dylan. Uh, this was Buzz's first time like DMing like a real written out campaign and like having to prepare a bunch of stuff for it. Jonathan had never played before and neither had Hannah. So it was kind of like this weird mixture of like veterans with newbies. And so like Dylan and Aaron would do most of the talking. I played a character that it was a Kinku and Kinkus don't they don't speak. They basically are like Bumblebee from Transformers where mm-hmm. they can only speak through like phrases that they've heard before, uh, like how he speaks through the radio. So I, w- I just would keep like this compiled list of phrases and would just like have to try and make them apply to situations. So like I didn't talk. Uh, Hannah kind of grew into her own and became like a politician basically. There was this whole plot line that we had that was just running for town council. You you need one of those kind of plot lines, yeah. Which sounds uninteresting, but there was like so much political like espionage. It was crazy. Uh, and then we had Dylan, who was playing Hakar, who was just kind of like he was a a sea elf, so he was blue and he kind of was wet all the time. He's kind of a gross dude, but he like was really good friends with like the innkeep that we stayed with, and then. Uh, Aaron was a cleric, so he was, like, the good guy. But, like, none of us ever really... It was really hard to get us to do things or, like, really talk to each other Mm because our characters didn't have a dynamic. But now that we know how everybody plays, when we made our new characters, 
Like I reached out to Buzz, who's playing the Minotaur, and I was like, hey, what if, you know, like my character's in the army. What if your character kicked my character's ass during basic training? So when I run away eventually, whenever I see you again, it's going to be real awkward. <laughs> He's like, I love it. <laughs> it was just, oh, great time. But yeah, what I'm saying is when y'all make it's new characters. It's what we have to look forward to. When y'all yeah. make new characters, it'll, like, I feel like Ansel specifically is probably going to text everybody and be like, how do I know you? Like, But y'all will get to know each other. That'll be fun then. Um, hate to break it to you. We've gone for a long time. I figure some of the middle boring stuff might get cut though. Yeah, definitely. I'll throw it on the cutting room floor and just go onto the floor. Cooper will eat it. Like this... a rag. Well, he hasn't eaten a rag yet. Just socks. He'll upgrade one day. <laughs> when once his leg gets amputated, he'll engulf enough rags to just grow a rag leg. That'd be pretty badass. But it still works just as well as his other leg it did. It's still just <laughs> pain all the time. Yeah, it's way worse now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we can be done, I guess. Right, this is fun. Um, whatever episode this was, I'm glad we did it. Ansel, uh, we need you, buddy. <laughs> we we miss you. Uh, fly high. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you again one day. <laughs> Probably next Tuesday. Did you say see you next Tuesday? <laughs>